When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast contains discussions of child abuse, sexual repression and sexual abuse, suicide, racism, misogyny, PTSD and PTSD symptoms, and spiritual oppression and abuse including guilt, shame, and fear. In most episodes, we will be mentioning some of these concepts in a general way without any graphic detail. If any of these topics or other triggering topics will be mentioned in great detail, we will let you know at the beginning of each individual episode, as well as in the show notes for that episode. Welcome back to the Leaving Eden podcast, this special uh, breaking news edition of the Leaving Eden podcast that we used to never do. Um, And then we did them once, and then we did one again, and then we did one again. So this is the third one that we've ever done. But this is an episode where we're going to talk about... uh, What are we talking about today, Sadie? By the way, my name is Gabrielle Hakoen. I'm Sadie Carpenter, and I'm mad. Of course you're mad. We're all mad. Uh, we are going to be talking about the new the new details in the Josh Duggar case. We're going to specifically be covering the bond hearing, which was uh, yesterday on May 5th. And just like the last Josh Duggar episode, please be aware this episode contains uh, non-graphic descriptions of assault, abuse, childhood sexual assault images, um, trigger warning for literally everything uh take care of yourself (laughs) yeah don't listen to this if you don't want to yeah so okay so how how do we want to get started okay i guess i'll I'll give the background information as we know um josh duggar uh from the tv show 19 kids and counting got arrested for possessing images of child sexual abuse 
Uh, and yesterday he had a, a bail hearing at which a bunch of new details were released. And these new details lead me personally to believe that this man is guilty as fuck and he needs to go to jail. I I totally agree with that. There are a couple key details that came out that really point to guilt. And and that's I think that's one of the few good things about this situation is that is that the state seems to have really good evidence. If somebody did this horrible crime, I want them to be punished. Yes. So and and that's and, and I hope that that I hope that that happens. Yeah. So what we have here in this uh, new news is a bit of a mixed bag. So on one hand, Josh is going to be released on bail, uh, which in my opinion is bad. <laughs> But on the other, yeah. yeah, on the other hand, so over the objections of the defense counsel, the judge has decided that that Josh's history, i.e., you know, him molesting his sisters many years ago, is in fact relevant to this case, which obviously it is. I mean, this guy's got a history, a pattern of behavior, and that's one of the things that they need to be looking for. And also, you know, as far as what we know, there is a lot of new evidence that they've sort of shown this is what we've got and it makes it really pretty clear that you know he did it yeah we're all we're all learning a lot about the legal system from this case the the defense's objection was that Josh was never convicted for any crime in the incident of him molesting his sisters when he was a teenager and they were young children but the judge decided that while it cannot be treated like he was convicted because he was not convicted, uh, he did go on the record admitting it in a very public way so that th- the fact that he admitted it on record is relevant to his current case. Yeah. And that's I mean, that's absolutely fair. If you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, the way this episode is going to go, we're going to talk about the new t- uh, details that have surfaced, what we've learned. Then we're going to talk about what this probably means for the case legally. And then we're probably going to talk about what this means in a broader sense as far as, you know, the family goes, uh, what people think about that. So stay tuned for all of that. Uh, and before we get into specifics, I just want to say to everybody that this is a serious issue and we take no pleasure in it because it does relate to child sexual abuse, which is awful. However, some of the details of this case are just so ridiculous almost unbelievably absurd I, like i don't want to describe them as comical because they're not but i like i think you'll get what we're talking about it's insane yes and and i've seen a lot of threads on the internet about what is appropriate in this situation to make fun of because like we said on, yeah. on the last breaking news episode there is so little that is humorous about this none of this is fun there are a couple key details. Uh, in, the last, in the last episode, we kind of uh, ragged on his mugshot a little bit. And there are a couple new details that came out that I think are fair game for poking a little bit of fun at uh, Josh Duggar's stupidity. Yeah. So, okay. So what the new information that we have, let's just go through a summary. So Josh Duggar, he, uh, he's been running a car dealership. That's what his, his job has been. And they conducted, or was it, who, who was it that conducted the raid? I, uh, I think it was Homeland Security. Yeah. Homeland Security. So federal authorities conducted a raid on his car dealership in May of 2020. May of 2019. May of two. Okay, so two years ago, they conducted a raid on the car dealership. 
and and you know took his computers yeah and and at that raid we know that there were three people present at the car dealership at that time and i wanted to mention that because that is going to come up in in something that i need to talk about later yeah josh uh when federal authorities raided the dealership josh goes and asks them why are you like he's like why are you raiding us did somebody download child pornography like unprompted Right, they did not tell him what the raid was about, and he volunteered, did someone download this onto my computer? This is unbelievable bottom tier like what what does he what does he think? Is he like, "Oh man, that couldn't have been me that did that." Like is he trying to be like So I actually, yeah, I actually wanted to talk about this because believe it or not, this is something that I have seen in Fundy World before. I have seen, uh, and obviously the, the offenses are not remotely comparable, but I have seen Fundy children do this. So, okay, so I'm going to make up a, a fake scenario, but there the Fundy family mom left some cookies cooling on the counter and told the kids not to eat any of them and some of the cookies have gone missing. And later, later that day, the mom starts questioning, you know, she gets all the kids together to try to figure out who snitched the cookies off the counter. And one of the kids is going to pipe up and be like, well, is this about the two cookies that went missing off the counter earlier? Yeah. <laughs> to volunteer that kind of information, I don't think that that's, a, that's not smart, but it's it's a sign of a guilty conscience. And the guilty conscience is made so, what I'm trying to say, the guilty conscience is made so much of in fundy circles. This is the guilty conscience or the guilt that you feel when you've done something that you shouldn't have done is something that is such a focus in fundy world. And you're really encouraged to focus on if you have any guilty feelings to focus on them. I think so like so like this like kind of volunteering information is something that I have seen fundy children do over and over again. Uh, and, and I think that that maybe him volunteering it like that i think maybe that's cult training coming out so a couple of things i mean i think in the outside world we call that telling on yourself right yeah because like you know he's like ah oh, did somebody download child pornography onto my computer who could have done that like you just told on yourself nobody brought that up you volunteered that information because he would have he they did not tell him what the investigation was about no the other thing is that this reminds me, this is something that he has done before, because when he uh, molested his sisters, he is also apparently the one who came forward and volunteered that information and voluntarily confessed to it. So maybe nah. it, it's there. Uh, I think he maybe said that he did, but it's not clear if that's actually true. Well, There's that's a lot the of official mystery. story. Right. Yeah. And so what we we also know that Josh had some sort of like accountability reporter installed on his computer that would what so it would let his wife know if he was yes. browsing impure quote unquote impure content. Right. So what he had, yeah, what he had is a program called Covenant Eyes and uh, which is a very handmaid's tale sounding title. Covenant uh, Eyes. Yeah, that's very is, dystopian. But this is something that's actually really common. Covenant Eyes is a it's a computer software 
And it works on a similar principle to if you've ever uh, had a college or a workplace that had a website blocker. High school. Yeah, okay. Or some workplaces will block on their Wi-Fi time-wasting sites (laughs) so that their employees won't any site that could potentially, you know, cause them to be distracted from work. It works on that same principle. If the person using the computer with Covenant Eyes downloaded on it, they have a blacklist of websites that are considered bad. And if the person using the device with Covenant Eyes on it accesses any of those websites, it sends a report to whoever their accountability person is. In this case, Josh's Covenant Eyes account sent a report to Anna, his wife, if he accessed any websites that, that the, the software considers to be bad. Hmm. But of course, he had a way to get around that. The thing is that he had what uh, uh, something called a Linux partition installed on his computer. Oh, I know what that is. Yeah. So that's say you have like a Mac or you have a Windows computer. That means that half of your computer, like you can boot it up using uh, the app, the Mac or the Windows operating system, or you can boot it up using the Linux operating system. So it's basically a separate computer with, but it's on the same machine. Yeah, and I've known I've known a lot of people who had one of those for whatever reason because one of them is better for video editing and Yeah. I mean, I've had I've had uh Windows partitions on my MacBook for playing video games. Right. I tried to figure out how to do that on my old MacBook, but I wasn't smart enough. No, uh, it's kind of a pain. Or my MacBook was too old, I'm not sure which one. Yeah. Uh I wanted to play Age of Empires. Oh, dude, that game is classic. Anyway, um, Josh Duggar had the Linux partition installed, and then he also had a Tor browser, uh, which is, again, like that's not super, it's not the most technologically literate thing in the world. You don't have to be a super genius to figure out how to install a Tor browser. Yeah, but like if... If you're installing a Tor browser, like there's some very specific reasons why you would want to install a Tor browser. Either I don't I don't want to say everyone that installs a Tor browser is using it for nefarious purposes, but like the the main reasons why you would want to install a Tor browser are either A, so that you can browse child pornography, or B, so that you can buy drugs with Bitcoin. And unfortunately, uh Josh Duggar is accused of using it for the former purpose. If it was the latter, we wouldn't care. Oh, yeah. No, totally. I I feel funny, by the way, about using... Like, I believe in my heart that he's guilty. I think the evidence is just so stacked against him. Uh, Did you read that he used his birthday as the password for this Linux partition? (laughs) I mean, that is an absolute... (laughs) Not even his full birthday. Literally just his birth year. (sighs) Uh, The... Not. I mean, that is the move of a man who voluntarily, unprompted, asked, did somebody download child pornography? Like, that is the move of a man who does that. This is this is yeah. very consistent. This is consistent stuff from Josh Duggar right here. Just unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. I'm seeing a lot of takes about this on the internet about, oh, he's so smart. He figured out how to install a Linux partition in a Tor browser. No, dude, eighth grader could do that. If they're into computers, eighth grader could do that. But I'm also I'm also reading a lot of takes about, oh, he's so dumb. He asked unprompted about the images on his computer and that he also used a really weak password. I don't think it is stupidity that is leading him to make those decisions. I think it's cockiness. I think he thinks he's above the law. I don't think it's a matter of him being 
dumb enough to use that password. I think it's a matter of him being confident enough. Right. So it's it's the sort of thing where like if you have I don't know how if it's not going to be there. You're not going to be able to boot in the Linux partition or whatever unless you're trying to boot in the Linux partition. And if you're not, then you just wouldn't know it was there unless you were going unless you're like the IT guy going in to be like, oh, what's going on with this computer? Oh, somebody's running a, a Linux partition in here. Like that's what would if, if you're just somebody who's like, OK, let me boot up this computer so that I can sell some cars on it you boot up the computer and it's not going to i don't think it's going to tell you oh do you want to boot in linux or do you want to boot in windows unless you like i think hold a certain key when you're booting it up so if you weren't looking for it then you wouldn't see it there and that's the sort of thing so like he wouldn't and it's like oh there's a password i don't know what password whose might this be oh it might be josh's let me try his birth year so it's the sort of thing where he's trying to just come up with something that he's going to remember no matter what right and i think that i think the mindset and this is just my thoughts on the matter I think what's going through his head in this scenario is I am so respected in this family and I have such a submissive wife and children that no one would ever try to guess my password like out of respect or he like if he doesn't think the feds are coming for him who's gonna find this no one's gonna find this that's what's gonna happen right like unless somebody is specifically coming looking for this no one's gonna find it and like this sort of linux this tor stuff it's the kind of thing where if if you're used to secrets and lies because you're raised in a really repressive environment this is just stuff that you're going to instinctually sort of have picked up along the way if you're trying to hide things that you're doing it's i mean it's just almost like going to be standard operating procedure for him so he's just gonna be like okay yeah set up linux set up tor whatever no one's going to be able to catch me i can do whatever i want and way back in the first season of uh, 19 Kids and Counting, which I think was 17 Kids and Counting at the time, Josh was shown working on a computer doing quote unquote video editing. Uh, he was, he, I think he set up the internet for the Duggar house because he was interested in technology as a teenager. So he's got the big skills. Yeah, and these are basically basic skills that you would need to do this. Right, but like a mediocre white man. <laughs> He thinks that these are high-level hacker skills. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know the details of how to set up a Tor browser, but I it, I mean, it can't be that hard. It's it's not. I, I know somebody who had one for, like, conspiracy theory reasons. Mm. Like, the government is spying. I, I do not think this person was doing anything illegal or, or immoral on their, on their Tor browser. I, I really don't think so. I knew this person fairly well. Um, they were just like, they just thought the government was spying on them all the time. But they they set it up in like 10 minutes. I literally watched them do it. They did it in like 10 minutes. Yeah. See, and I knew I used to know people who would use the Tor browser to order Molly over the internet. Right. That's that's the, the way more ethical thing that you can be doing on a Tor browser. I mean, they're, they're like, yeah, I'm going to buy Molly over the internet using Bitcoin. And I'm just like, that seems like a terrible idea. You should not do that. And they're like, no, it's really good. I did it before. Like, I'm just, anyway, regardless, we, we need to move on and get back to this. So basically, he, he set up a Tor browser and a Linux partition on this computer, which he used for child pornography. Yeah. And um, I would just urge our listeners not to go looking for details. Uh, there are details about what specifically he downloaded available from multiple sources. I would recommend that you not do that. Yeah. So we asked uh, Sadie, like what we went into a Reddit thread and Sadie clicked on something and was like. So there were spoilers in the Reddit thread. So some of the, the descriptions 
Very plain language descriptions of some of the content he downloaded were hidden under spoilers. If you use Reddit, you know that you can you can mark down to make uh, black bars appear over things that people may or may not want to read. And then if the person clicks on it, the black bar goes away and they can read what you typed underneath it. Yeah. And it's usually done for like, if you don't want to know what happens at the end of a movie that you haven't watched yet. A movie or a TV show or something. Yeah. yeah. And I was scrolling and I clicked on one and I did not mean to and read about three words and just noped right out of the whole thread yeah and sadie was like make sure that you don't click on any of the spoilers and i'm like okay and then i clicked on one of them by accident and i'm read more than three words trust me you don't want to read this don't go looking for this information just let let us tell you that it is bad it is terrible and it is disgusting and it made my hair stand on Ed when I read it. Yeah, I got uh, a lot of people in the thread. So so that uh, particular piece of information ended up getting removed from that Reddit thread because yeah, so many people were commenting like, don't do it. A lot of people got, got physically a little bit ill. I, I know, I know, I did. It was, it was pretty bad. It was uh, like now that we're, I, I want to move on. I want to talk about something else because the more that we talk about it, the more that I think about it, and I don't want to think about it because it's, ugh. yeah. So a lot of information, however, has come out of this bail hearing. Like a lot of information. You know, they like they gave us the deets. See, I, I was slightly worried that the prosecution may have tipped their hand in this bail hearing and kind of let the defense know everything that they have. This is probably like half of what they've got. I, Which, yeah. so I that was my original thought is like, oh, what if they've let his lawyers know everything they have on him and now his lawyers are going to be able to fight against that more easily, maybe get him out or maybe get him acquitted. And then I realized that this is the feds and they don't do that. They have like a 90 something percent conviction rate. So I realized I had a very unpleasant realization that what came out in the hearing yesterday is probably just a sample of what they actually have on him. Yeah. It was not a not a very nice realization to have. Right. And so uh, we were reading a, a Reddit thread that was written by somebody who was it a law student, somebody who's actually a law student who was in the, the hearing on Zoom. Okay, so somebody who was in the hearing on Zoom, and basically what this person said was that this is a common strategy where they will basically say, this is some of the information that we have. Do you want to go to trial or do you want to just take a plea? Because this is what we've got. We don't want to go to trial with it. And if you go to trial with it, then you are definitely going to be found guilty. So you should take a plea. Yeah, so... On on second thought and after reading that thread, I think what the prosecution was doing is saying, here are a few specific things that we know you did. How many more specific things that you did do you think we know about? Yeah. And it's basically like, even if this is just it, if it's only this, that's like 40 years in prison for that. So the mandatory, yeah, and the mandatory minimum Josh, at this point, is charged with two counts. The mandatory minimum for each count is five years. So right now we're looking, if he is convicted, we're looking, or if he takes a plea deal, we're looking at a mandatory minimum around 10 years. And I found out as well that more counts can be added up to, up until 30 days before trial. So that gives us about one month because the trial is about two months away. Yeah. So they can basically say, uh, you can play ball with us or you cannot, but if you play ball but if you decide not to then what we're going to do is we're just going to add every single image is going to be another count how many images do you think we recovered and how many counts is that so you can you can agree to this or you cannot 
but and the reason why they do this is because they want to avoid traumatizing the judge and the jury with all of these descriptions of these images that they have to 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 basically bring into evidence because they can't bring the images themselves into evidence they have to basically describe what's in them and have somebody basically verify yes this is what's in that and they don't want to do that for obvious reasons but one the prosecutor uh who was there basically said this is top 5 one of the worst hauls I've ever seen in all my years of doing this. This is like top five, one of the worst. Judging by what we've read, I don't see any reason to disagree with that. I think this really points to Josh Duggar being more of a sociopath, maybe. <sighs> I don't I, I think that, I, I don't know, he's a special kind of evil. That's what I'm trying to say. He's a bad guy. He's, he's a, and, he's a and bad guy. I, I will not do details at all on this. But one of the worst files is a file that, according to his computer records, he downloaded and deleted multiple times a day on multiple different days. So he saw... So one of the worst things that you can possibly get, he got it, deleted it so other people wouldn't find it, and then went, revisited that multiple times. Because that was like his his thing that he was into that he... Sorry, uh, that, that just but once my wasn't skin. enough oh, God, for my skin crawl. See, I'm past the skin crawling point. I'm at the anger point. Yeah, I'm angry about it too. This man is disgusting. This man is uh, this man is disgusting. I'm, I don't feel like I don't feel like I need to uh, uh, try to be even handed about this because this guy is a guy with a computer full of uh, child sex abuse images. I'm at the point where um, I I don't think there's a any way in the world that he didn't do it. If it comes out that he absolutely, if he can prove that he didn't. I will issue a retraction episode. That's what I'm that's what I'm going with because usually I like to not say that somebody is guilty until they're convicted, but in this particular case, I really think he's guilty because of the details that I've seen. If I'm wrong, I will issue a public retraction in every place that I have slammed him. Absolutely. I, I 100% agree with that. Uh, but we need to move on from this because this is awful and I don't want to talk about it anymore. Well, we need to, we should talk about what this means for the family, what people are saying about this, because there's been a lot of conjecture about all of this stuff. And I feel like you've got some strong thoughts about that, especially yeah. with what people are saying about his wife, about his family, about his children, about what, what's going on with that. So I have a couple preliminary points. Um, people are getting real judgy about what some of his sisters who were his victims years ago are posting some of, you know, so one of the sisters posted a statement that implies that child sexual assault images are the same thing as consensual adult pornography images. That's shitty. I uh, don't like that. Well, is that uncommon though, where they're basically like all sins are bad. And so all yeah. of these sins are like equally bad. So like you talking about it, well, he has images of child sexual abuse, but you talking about it, that's the sin of gossip. Like that's kind of the way that they treat this stuff. Yes. And that is actually the the teaching of their church. So yes, that is an incredibly shitty take that I do not agree with. But I, I know that they are saying that because that's what they've been taught. Uh, other than that particular post, people are really kind of criticizing some of his prior victims for just continuing to post images on social media as if nothing is going on. Uh, they criticize the statements that the sisters make about him, and then they criticize other photos that the sisters post. Like, do you not know what's going on with your brother right now? I don't like that. These these people are victims, and it is not their responsibility to speak for somebody else. 
especially not their former abuser. So I want I wanted to say that that's not that's not my jam. I think we need to leave the sisters alone. Yeah, and also people get so obsessed with this. You know, they they put all of the, they lump all these people together. They're like, oh well, they're all fundies. They're all Duggar people. They're all the same. They all have one brain. There, it's like a hive mind. And that's just not paying attention to how individual people may be feeling. And, you know, in any of these sort of situations, you have to treat people with compassion. And even if in a lot of cases people have shown um, that maybe not all of their actions have been the best, you have to at least assume going into every conversation that you have that the person that you're talking to is going to be operating with good faith unless they've given you like proven reason to assume otherwise. On that on that note, one of Josh's brother-in-laws, Derek Dillard, who is married to Jill Dillard, formerly Jill Duggar, um, has been posting a lot of pretty telling stuff about the Duggar family and uh, strongly condemning Josh's actions. And people are all uh, very up in arms because Derek, uh, in the past, cyber bullied a trans teenager. He's the so Jill is one of his victims, right? Jill is one of the victims. They, Jill and Derek are the couple that have come out of the cult to the most extent. So this is the the guy who he married one of the Duggar children who was one of Josh's victims. And so he's like, nah, nah. Yeah. I'm and then um, go off. And, and they also had financial, I'm not going to get into it right now, but they had financial strife with Jim Bob. They tried to sue Jim Bob for some of the money from the show. And that was a whole drama. Derek has done some real crappy stuff in the past. But that doesn't mean that what he's saying about the Duggars now is not true. I also would like to see Derek have an opportunity to grow and apologize to the teenager who he was crappy to. Oh, is this what the, the, the Jazz? Yeah, Jazz Jennings. Jazz Jennings. He bullied her on Twitter uh-huh. with like, Jesus doesn't make trans people crap. And, oh, that's really and rude. That is I don't like that. Undeniably a terrible thing for Derek to do. However, that was like it was a it was years ago, and I really think that um I think that Derek is going to come around to a more enlightened point of view and apologize in the future. I would like that future to be tomorrow, but I think that discounting everything he says about the Duggars just because um of this other completely shitty thing he did is not a that's a false equivalence. Not how we that's that's not a operating in good faith to sort of act in that way. To just be looking for way to, ways to discount people, just looking for excuses to not believe them, and that's how a lot of people operate. Right. Uh, I think if we, I think if we give Derek a little bit of space, I think he's going to come around and apologize. I really hope he does. Yeah, and honestly, this is probably the best information that we're going to get about what's going on there. It absolutely is. So Josh is being released. He's being let out on bail, but he's being he's not allowed to be around his kids without like a lot of supervision and he's being released to the custody of a couple from the church right is is, that's right yes and i looked up her picture and i i cannot say for sure if i've met her but she looks so familiar i really think i've met her somewhere so there's a yeah there's a couple from this church right and the 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 husband is like yes we'll take him in and what the wife is like the wife is so clearly uncomfortable with it. The wife had no idea about the charges against the specific charges against him. 
And she said something along the lines of, uh, well, my husband made this decision to take him in and I'm here to support my husband. So that means I don't want to do this, but my husband says it's a good idea and I have no power. Yeah. And the husband even admitted that he didn't like the idea of Josh being in the house alone with his wife. So I don't know what the situation is going to be. I don't know if the, the husband is going to take two months off work so that he can be present in the house all the time. I don't I don't know what on earth is going on there. That seems very sketchy to me. I feel like he's throwing his wife under the bus. I think the husband is putting his wife in active danger, and I'm very displeased with that. Yeah, we know how Josh uh, behaves around people. I, I was yeah, going to say, humans. yeah, around humans. So that the reason why I wanted to bring that up then is because I feel like that leads us in because with regards to how IFB, IBLP, they treat women. I, I, you had some thoughts that you were telling me about Anna Duggar, about Josh's wife. Yeah. And I feel like this is a good opportunity to really talk about that. So I'm still seeing this very, so I'm seeing this very binary way of treating Anna Duggar. Everything that I'm seeing is either she is an abuser, she is responsible if anything happens to her children, she should be in jail too, like all of this kind of take. And I'm also seeing Anna is a victim just as much as as anyone else is. Anna cannot be held responsible for any of this. I'm going to put my baby down and then I'll tell you what I think. So I think that that neither one of those takes on Anna Duggar is really a good take. I don't think it's appropriate to call her an abuser. I also don't think it's appropriate to say that she is completely innocent in this matter. And I, I really am getting frustrated with this very binary way of viewing her. Either she's the devil or she's an angel. I, I think that the truth is somewhere in the middle. I first want to address, though, calling her an abuser. You cannot be an abuser if on the same level as Josh Duggar is, if you were oppressed to the level that women in the IBLP are oppressed. That's one of the things that I think is, is of utmost importance that we just keep reminding everybody. Women in this cult have zero agency. Like We think, oh yeah, but she could do this, she could do that. We're looking at this from outside eyes, from the way that we would behave in these situations. These are people who their whole existence is almost alien to us because of yeah. the, because of how little agency they are given. So I want to address the idea that she knew what happened during the raid. Anna would not have been likely to be at the car dealership very often. And she probably never was on the property without Josh there because that's his, that's his jurisdiction. If she was at his workplace, she would have been expected to be very like quiet and timid in that place and not not make any kind of scene or make any kind of fuss, bring any attention to herself or do anything or touch anything because that's his work. That's his place. This is one of a couple reasons that I think she was not one of the three present, three persons present during the March 2019 or May 2019 raids. I'm going to say that again. This is one of several reasons I do not think she was one of the three people present during the May 2019 raid because I am very sure she was not there during the raid. I she didn't if she wasn't there she would not have witnessed Josh's most suspect and most damning damning behavior. So when he said did did someone download child pornography on my computer? She wouldn't have heard that. You would have had to be present at the car lot on that day to hear that. She didn't see the Linux partition or the Tor browser on the computer with her own eyes to get around the Covenant Eyes program on there. She didn't hear him decline to give the agents his passwords. 
I think when the raid happened, Anna was lied to. I think Josh and Jim Bob Duggar told her that the images on his computer were either something he accidentally clicked on uh, or they Multiple told her that times he was in- on yeah, purpose but, but that he she- went looking for. But she wouldn't know that it was downloaded multiple times. Right. Because I, I'm convinced she was not there. And if she wasn't there, how would she know it was downloaded multiple times? She would all, they could tell her it was just one image and it was an accident. And she would have no evidence to the contrary. Or she could, or they could just tell her that this is a lie and that the devil's attacking them. They could just tell her like, oh, somebody else downloaded it or I didn't do this or somebody sent it to me in an email so that they could call the feds on me and it was some Satanist. Like, there's a million things that they could tell her. And this brings me to something that you said in the last episode. She is so trained and conditioned to believe these men that are in charge of her life, her headship, that not believing them is equal to not believing God. If she doesn't believe what they tell her, her worldview kind of falls apart. Because what you said in the last episode is that when Josh says, Jesus fixed me, when he gives her that whole speech, she is obligated to believe it. Because if she doesn't believe it, she's doubting Jesus's ability to heal people and fix people. And she can't doubt that because her worldview would fall apart. Yeah. So when Josh says that he was healed, she believed him. And that's something you said in the last episode that really stuck with me. So when Josh told her that the child sexual assault images were an accident or were a lie, she believed him. She's not, this is the main point I want to make. She is not trusting in the word of her proven liar, proven cheater, and almost certainly pedophile husband. She is not trusting in the word of her scummy father-in-law. She is trusting in God because these men have set themselves up to speak for God in her life. And that is all she's ever known. Yeah. So when she trusts the wrong person, it's because they've set themselves up to be God. The other thing that I want to talk about, that I want to, to say, is that so she is she is currently pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. She was and she was pregnant when this raid happened. So she was uh, uh she had, they had a baby. So this raid was in May 2019, and she had a baby in November 2019. Okay. So so she was. Yeah. So then, after that, following this raid, the then the following year from from this raid, she decided, yes, it's a good. Like, I, I mean, I guess I don't want to say she decided because you know women have so that's little the thing, agency; isn't they it? don't have agency. Is that she's like, I don't, I, and that's the thing is that she would not have been able to say, you know, maybe I shouldn't have another baby with this dude who definitely got his computer raided for child sexual abuse images she has no say on on, over when she does and doesn't get pregnant she has literally no agency about anything in her life exactly the only thing she could have possibly done to try to avoid getting pregnant is um if she lied about when she was ovulating maybe and that's very dubiously effective. If she had, if she is one of the people that knows when they are ovulating, because that's not the truth for everybody that has a uterus. She, if she's one of the people who happens to know when that is, and she could pull off lying about it without getting some kind of terrible consequence from her husband, or just having terrible guilt and admitting to him that she was lying. Yeah, I mean, she could have, she could have secretly gone on birth control, but. When the hell are you going to go to a doctor with seven children? How are you going to hide a prescription in a world where there's no privacy? 
I don't think she had a choice at all on whether or not she became pregnant again with his kid. She can't even Google alternative contraception methods because she has no privacy. And I bet there's, do they have a, a covenant eyes that says what she Googles and sends a message of that to, to Jim Bob? I bet they do. I, I mean, I don't know, but I bet I bet she's on Jim Bob's Wi-Fi because they live in his backyard. I don't think she had a choice. So I don't think we can blame her for getting pregnant with his child again after the raid because number one, I am absolutely 100% convinced that she was lied to. And number two, how on earth is she supposed to prevent herself from getting pregnant? You can never turn him down. She can't turn him down. And also, I have no personal knowledge of this situation, but we know what Josh did to Danica Dillon. Why Why would anybody think that he hasn't hit his wife or threatened her or verbally abused her? Yeah. Mm. She, she is scared of him because of the nature of their relationship and the nature of their cult, To whether or not he has ever abused her in any way. Yeah, so leave her alone. She's not the she's not the one doing this stuff. And I mean, you may people are saying, oh, well, she's putting her kids in danger. But putting your children in danger does not equal abuse. It's putting your children in danger. And that's bad. You shouldn't put your children in danger. But that is not the same thing as what Josh has done. Yeah. And, I, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about is that last time you were saying, OK, well, you know, technically, according to the Bible, you know, you can get divorced if there's situations like this. Even the Catholics will let you get divorced for this. Yeah. And th- like, this is the thing that I was thinking about, though, is that in in your story, you what you have told me is that you were seen as rebellious when you were when you were younger, when you were still a member of the IFB. And one of the reasons that you told me that people thought you were rebellious was because you knew enough theology that you could effectively, from time to time, if you wanted to, call the boys on their bullshit. Yeah, I could I could have a, de- a theological debate with Hiles Anderson preacher boys. And they would be like, what? This this woman is is not just going along with everything that I say. Oh, she's rebellious. I don't like that. Like, And so you were seen as rebellious because of that. Yeah, it's not seen as like the worst thing in the world because it's the Bible. But there was definitely a, oh, that girl, mm. she's got a wild side. I don't know. Yeah. And like, Anna, like you know, Anna Duggar may be extremely religious. But I doubt she actually knows the theology to know I, – I don't want to say know what her rights are, but like I, like the biblical equivalent of knowing what your rights are. Like I, she, she's not going to know that because they're going to keep that information from her. Yeah, because when other people are learning theology, she was in ladies' classes learning about how to do your hair and, and how to never say no to your husband. Yeah. Mm. I – I think that Anna has put her children in harm's way. And to me, that is past the line where I'm willing to say that she is innocent or that she is only a victim. Or that she's blameless. She's not innocent. She's not blameless. She's fucked up. Like, big time. She's made a really, really big mistake. But feeling feeling helpless and putting your children in harm's way is not the same as being their abuser, especially when... Anna had so many reasons to think that the risk was lower than it was. She was lied to about the risks that Josh posed to the family. And because she was lied to, her risk calculations for what she would allow her children to do or how she chose to handle the situation were faulty. She made bad calculations and made bad decisions because she had bad information. 
her bad decisions are still bad decisions. She still made some really, really terrible decisions, but they were made because of bad information. So because of that, I'm not comfortable calling her an abuser. And any like if you want to look at like judge the decisions that somebody has made, you have to also look at what are the choices that this person at least you don't want to say what are the choices that this person is presented with, but what does what are the choices that this person is in their head they are deciding between? Like what are what do they believe that their options are? Not what are their right. options actually, because she's not going to have access to that information anyway, because they keep the women right. from knowing any of that information anyway. See, this is the sort of thing where like when we talk about this, all of these all of these cult groups, they enable abuse because they let people believe or they, they condition people to believe that they don't have a choice other than to be abused. And then they protect the people who are engaging in it. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. I I think that in Anna's mind, see, I I think that this is just a this is kind of an off the wall theory. I think she was told that if she divorced Josh, that he would get partial custody of the children, and then she wouldn't be able to be there when he had his time with the children. I think there's a very good chance that she thought she was protecting them. Yeah, I mean that that, that is a bit of a that that's just that's just my personal that's just my gut feeling on this. But the the bottom line is that I am I wholeheartedly c- condemn the fact that she's kept her children in a house with him for six years after what came out in 2015. Do you think that she's ever been in a room one on one with a lawyer without Jim Bob there? Absolutely not. Okay, then there we go. That like that's that's your answer right there. Because if she were in the room with a lawyer who was there to represent her interests, the lawyer would say, "Look, if you do this and this and this, these are your options. This is what we can do for you." But if Jim Bob's there, he's not going to allow that to happen. Or the only lawyer that uh, that she is going to be meeting with is going to be somebody who is uh, working for Jim Bob. I cannot say that I think she's innocent. And I feel like people are going to try to say that I'm making her out to be some kind of completely innocent person here. And that's that's not true. She's made some really bad decisions. I wish she had made a better decision before she married Josh. I wish she had made a better decision in 2015 and left him. But I want her to make a better decision now in 2021 because she's got another chance to make a good decision. And just because she's made bad decisions the last two times that she had an option doesn't mean she really had a free choice there. And it does not make her an abuser. Josh Duggar is the abuser. Yeah. And the thing about 2015, one of the things that I want to bring up is that like you you ever deal with somebody who just like habitually crosses the line and habitually crosses the line and habitually crosses the line. A lot of times what they will do is they will like, you know, they will do some sort of transgression. And then they'll be like, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? And you'll be like, yeah, I forgive you. And then they do it again. And then you bring up, oh, well, hey, but you but you, you did that last time. Um, and they're like, yeah, but you forgave me for that. Mm-hmm. Like, that, like, and that's how they act is they'll be like, yeah, and you forgave me. Like, are you going back on your word about that? Are you, oh, you're bringing that up now? Oh, like, I see how it is. I thought we were past that, but like, you can't learn to move. On. And then they, you know, they flip it on. Um, there, there's a term called DARVO, which is uh, deny, attack, 
reverse victim and offender. Yeah, and they're like, oh, so you're bringing – yeah, that's what it is. It's it's deny, attack, reverse victim and offender. So basically they make themselves out to be the victim. So, you know, it's the sort of thing where, uh, you know, 2015, all of this stuff comes out and then Josh is like, oh, well, you're you're mad about that? Well, I, I – you know, we already brought that up. I thought we moved past that. I, I, you know, we told you about that before we got married. And she could be like, yeah, but not to this extent. He's like, yeah, no, but like I, you, we told you about that before we got married. Uh, what are you like? And then should be, you know, it's, it's a gaslighting technique. It's, it's, and this is the yeah. sort of thing. And, you know, the thing about, um, you know, with the, the, the Danica Dillon, the way that he uh, abused her was getting sued for that. He's like, I didn't do that. And even if I did, you know, this isn't the second time because the first time is off of my conscience. The first time doesn't count because you forgave me for that. You know, and it's the same thing where he gets caught, you know, on, on being a cheater on the Ashley Madison or on, on the dating apps or whatever. And then he gets to say, oh, well, I went to uh, I, I went to, to to Jesus fixed me camp for that. So are you telling me that, like I said, oh, that Jesus didn't fix me? Is, is that what you're saying? Because Jesus, we agree that Jesus fixed me for that. Are you going back on your word now? Are you not trusting Jesus? It's all just like, you know, it's all just techniques to turn it around on somebody else. It's sick stuff. But people like this, you know, these organizations, these uh, IBLP, IFB, all of these cult organizations are built on being able to do that. It's stuff that they teach institutionally and it's stuff that they teach people to do to themselves so that they won't even have to have this conversation. So by the time they would ever even get to having this conversation, it's a conversation that they've already had in their head and they've already turned themselves into the, into the, uh, offender even if they are the victim in this situation because of the thoughts that are in their head because of what they're mm-hmm. thinking about doing and that's how they work it's very sick so that's the the long complicated version of my thoughts on anna Ducker. any of these things has to be treated with nuance and i think that you had a completely fair nuance take about it and if people have a problem with that then you know they're you know they're you know what i don't care i'm mad i'm mad and i'm confident in my take i'm confident in your take too i think that you are fair so like we mentioned earlier, um, Josh Duggar has been released on bail uh, sometime around the time that we're recording this, actually. I'm I'm waiting to see pictures if somebody gets pictures of him and they let him out. Uh, he will be staying with a third-party custodian who, as we've mentioned, we don't particularly trust. But he will have an ankle monitor. So uh, I'm not happy about him getting released on bail, but at least he's got an ankle monitor. That makes me feel somewhat better. Yeah. And uh, he will be allowed to see his own children, but only with Anna present. Which is disappointing. That is disappointing. This guy should. This guy needs to be in jail from now until <sighs> the ends of time. I don't know. I, this this guy's a creep, and keeping him away from other people is the best thing in terms of public safety. <sighs> but the trial's in two months, um, and. I'm I'm sure there will be yet another episode at that time. Yeah, we'll make sure that we do an update when that happens. So this has been the Leaving Eden podcast. Uh, you can follow our social media on Facebook and Instagram at Leaving Eden Podcast. On Twitter, it is at Leaving Eden Pod. Um, if you are a queer person who grew up in a fundamentalist denomination or just any sort of repressive religious denomination, please send us an email with your personal story, uh, if you would like to, to leavingedenpod at gmail.com. Um, and we, because we're doing all queer-related uh, content for the month of June, which is going to be super fun. Uh, But if you do this, please let us know your name. Please let us know your pronouns. And if we are allowed to say your name on the show 
or you can make up a fake name that we can use instead, which is, is fun. Sadie, do you want to plug your social media? Yeah, you can follow me for my incredibly hot takes on Anna Duggar on Twitter at Hell yes, Sadie. I'd actually appreciate if you'd do that because I'm probably going to post a really long thread later today and I don't expect it to go over very well. You can also follow me on Instagram at Sadie Carpenter Music or on TikTok at Sadie Carpenter One. And you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse at G-A-V-R-I-E-L-H-A-C-O-H-E-N. You can join our Facebook group and our Clubhouse Club, both of which are called Eden Exodus. So Facebook.com slash Eden Exodus or the Clubhouse Club Eden Exodus. And I'm going to get Sadie on there. We're going to do a clubhouse room at some point uh just haven't been able to make it work with the schedule yet but we're going to get that going in the future um if you like the song that is playing right now you can go and you can stream that on uh spotify it is under my spotify releases gavriel hakoan and you can find that on spotify or apple music uh and streaming that goes to benefit the show and yeah i think that's it that's the end so until next time uh i guess monday we're going to come out with another episode Hope you guys have a nice day. Bye-bye. Except for Josh Duggar. Yeah, except for Josh Duggar. He can rot in jail. But old rolling river of time Healed me in too many days No regrets, no Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.